we have not anticipated fans taking the entire can and upending it. Guys, I'm going to make you set down your teacups and take your pinky fingers and put them back into the fist that they need to be in because this has gotten far too cordial. My plan is to cry a lot and then no, I'm actually going to do well. Who am I kidding? I'm great. Thankfully, the Red Bulls decided to score some points. I personally am not trying to be a homer or anything, but uh, Joe Rallis. Portland shouldn't be on the playoffs this year because they can't get their act together. 11 mils sitting on your bench, just sitting there when you could invest it into any other position. Hello and welcome to episode 20 of the MLS Fantasy Insider Podcast, our review of round 14 and preview of double game week 15. Tonight's episode is brought to you by Magic Lines Field Paint. Magic Lines, the own goal preventer. Oh, no, no. Uh, actually, uh, this episode is brought to you by MLSFantasyBoss.com and the fantastic Reddit community of r slash fantasy MLS. I'm your host, Reed Connolly from MLS Fantasy Boss, and tonight I am joined by Simon Thwaites and Mr. Guy Sanchez. So basically, we have a regular Seattle versus Portland match. What's up, fellas? What What's up? going on, man? Not much. Good. And in case anyone's wondering, uh, we're a little short-handed tonight because Travis is still recovering uh, from being a bit under the weather after being on his Caribbean vacation, so can't can't feel too too bad about that, really, I guess. Uh, and then Jason is not here because I believe he is expecting a child tonight. So our thoughts go out to him and to Travis, and uh, I hope we can give you an update on both of them later on in the week. Uh, but guys, tell me, how did your teams do in round 14? Um, I did pretty badly, I think. I think everyone, most people did pretty badly. I ended up on 44 points, mostly because I forgot to make my transfers um yeah so i i do that like once or twice a season it's pretty awkward i totally overslept the transfer deadline um you had a good so, reason though, right did i have i had a good reason what what was my reason did i did i make one up because i had I thought you were i thought you were out watching copa games and you were still recovering from that um no i just was i stayed out super late the night before and overslept I, I, I threw you a life preserver right there, man. Uh, yeah, no, there, there's no good excuse. People in Portland would have picked that up. I, I, uh, 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 hey, I stayed in first place only by like five points. I think I was up by six points last week. So everyone else did pretty bad too, I guess. Um, I don't know. Not lit. What about you, Guy? Um, I actually took a negative four. So I ended up on 40 after the hit. So I would have tied. Simon, but I mean, yeah, I captained, uh, you know, BWP. Nobody thought Grella was going to go off. Nobody thought that the Toronto defense was going to be what they were. I mean, it was just a weird week. Just toss it in the dumpster and move on. Well, let's, let's talk about that a little bit more. Just general thoughts. I know in our last episode, we had mentioned that this was the first week back from the break and open cup games and that we weren't expecting much from this week that seems to have delivered, but was there anything that just stood out to you as particularly crazy or just what were your general takeaways from this round? Nothing too crazy. I think, you know, fail got a good score. Um, Hamid got a good score. So, I mean, there was players that you would normally have that got good scores <clears throat> but oh, yeah. because we all, kind of position ourselves for the double game weeks, you're going to miss out on these guys because nobody's bringing in these guys that aren't going to play doubles while there's a whole bunch of doubles on the horizon. So 
that's kind of the, the nature of the beast with MLS. I think once we get into this next stretch where there's a lot fewer double game weeks, um, it'll be interesting. We'll, we'll have more of these varied teams. I think we'll have better scores. Yeah, I think um, I don't really have that many thoughts on this week other than I was really disappointed with a lot of players' bonus point production. Um, a lot of the players you normally expect to get a lot of bonus points got very few, and a lot of players got subbed out kind of early. Um, I had especially Pontius and Question get subbed out early in prep for their double game weeks. And so I think that was a little bit disappointing. Otherwise, nothing too surprising. I guess like Diaz getting rotated, it just seems like it was treated very much as a this week as kind of a tune-up or whatever after the two-week break and maybe not taken super seriously by a lot of teams. And so... Um, I think that kind of affected everyone in fantasy in varying ways. So it's kind of frustrating. Don't worry. We will, we will talk about the DS situation a little bit later in the show. Uh, so do you, both you guys think it's fair to say that as far as fantasy takeaways from this week, the general reaction is let's not overreact. These guys are getting subbed out for double games. The players that are going off like – your Bennies or Javier Morales had a good round aren't signs of things to come. It's just the strange week. Yeah, no, I totally agree. So, um, also like yeah, I'm aware of that. there, there was like not really any potential for any player in fantasy to do like amazing. So you probably didn't gain a lot of ground, even if you had a bad week or even if you had a good week and you probably didn't lose a lot, even if you had a bad week, because everyone was kind of right around the same score plus or minus 10 points. Not really Shoot that the, big of a deal. Top player was more. <laughs> How often that do we have something. a defender up there? That says something. Yeah, it doesn't happen. All right. Well, I know one reason that some people tune into our show, not not everyone, but some people tune into the show to hear various people rant from time to time. And I know before this episode was recording, Simon told me that he had a rant that he wanted to share. So at this point, I'm just going to open it up for both of you guys. Simon, take it off. And Guy, if you are so moved, feel free to join in whatever happens to be on your mind this week. Okay, so here's the Simon rant. And I realize that I'm going to get fully no sympathy on this. You know what's dumb? 10 a.m. kickoff times. Why am I not allowed to sleep in? This is my rant. Oh, I miss the transfers because... I sleep in a little bit. Ridiculous. I'm just going to keep the short rant. Um, A 1 p.m. kickoff. Nobody wants to go to a game at 1 p.m., MLS. Nobody wants to. We want to go to games at night. That is when things are cool. Evening and night. Nobody wants to go to a 1 1 p.m. game when it's beating down sun or anything like that. Why are you scheduling games there for 10 a.m. kickoff times on the West Coast? I don't want to get up to watch that. I want to go out. I want to have brunch. I want to laze around, and by the time two or three comes around, I'm ready to sit on my couch and watch some soccer or maybe go to a game. Even 2 or 3 p.m. is a little bit early for a game. It's ridiculous. Stop having 10 a.m. kickoff times on the West Coast, so 1 p.m. on the East Coast. Adhere to us lazy house cats, the Sir Meowly team. We like to sleep. We're cats. Stupid. That's, that's like the most hipster rant I've ever heard. You know, to be able to go have our brunch. <laughs> that's what I want. That's all I want. All I want is to sleep in, be able to stay up until three or four, sleep in, go get some brunch, and not have to worry about soccer until then. Hmm. I, I can feel you. I mean, I don't. <clears throat> I think I'm more conditioned to 
the premiership games coming on at like four in the morning. Cause I get up for those and I'm yeah. up every morning at like three 30 or four anyway, even on my days off. So I, I, I feel you on, I, I think when my kids are out of the house, I plan on sleeping in quite a bit, but for now I'm up. What, what I will say that really bothered me though, is like just the one game started at 10 AM Pacific time. And then everything else was put off for hours. So you had to make all your transfers only knowing one game's worth of lineups and uh, that kind of bums me out because I think we all picked poorly had we seen some of these other lineups beforehand. So, yeah. I agree. I, I, I can feel so does that make you both wish that the system allowed for individual teams locking or you're, you would still be able to trade players until their team actually played? Yes. I wish that we were able to – or no. the one I want to do the one with the transfers where – you're allowed to set your draft transfers and they just automatically make them for you or whatever. Uh, I want to do that because I was up the night before, like pretty late. I was thinking about my transfers and I was like, you know, I could make these now, but I'm going to wait and wake up and see the lineup. And then I didn't. Lame. This is all my fault, by the way, but lame. I mean, unfortunately, it almost, since they've monetized this through DraftKings where this is, completely not an issue because every, you know, every lineup can be set as the game starts. I, I just don't know if we're going to get any traction on this. I don't know if there's enough momentum behind uh, our griping in this kind of non-monetized setting. So it's, it's unfortunate and it just kind of seems like they, I mean, obviously the way they scheduled the teams anyway, they don't really care about the schedule a whole lot. So <laughs> I'm sure that, you know, they, they just looking at us like just shaking their heads like, yeah, whatever, which is it's, it sucks. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm totally in agreement, though. I think all games are better at night. I don't I don't know why we decide to play so many games at like high noon in this country. It doesn't make much sense to me, especially in the summertime. Agreed. Why, yeah. Why don't we wait until the sun goes down and you're not, you know. Exactly. I'm fine with a 9, 9 p.m. kickoff in the summertime, you know? Let's enjoy yeah. the night a bit. No, you know? I, that's the best time to go enjoy a, enjoy a beer and watch a game. Exactly. I don't know. Then I got to get ready to go to bed and uh, all these all these different time zones that we got to deal with. Uh, I don't know. It is it is strange, though, that, that 1 p.m. kickoff. I, I don't know what else was going on around that time that might merit that. I mean, usually it's it's easier when we know when, when baseball's still going on or – kind of when football starts to gear up near the very end. I mean, there was a basketball game on, but not even the same day or the same, same days. So I don't, I don't know what could have popped up there that that counted. that I was, I guess it was just something that the teams needed. Um, Maybe New York city just wanted, I don't know, a bone thrown to them because they've been doing so poorly, but I, I don't know. But I think you guys do make a good point about the transfer Simon, bringing that up again, that the greatest, potential that we have for getting some sort of compromise is if we could have like pending transfers. If I don't change this by this time, it just goes through. I think, I think that would be a great idea. So moving on very short rants guy, anything else you want to rant about in particular? I'm going to want to give you this time. Um, I mean, I'm, I mean, I guess apologies to supporting Kansas city. Who's uh, my biggest uh, detractor on the Reddit forums. He doesn't like it when I speak. So you can go ahead and just like skip ahead 30, 45 seconds. Um, you know, if you can find the thumb dexterity to do that, supporting Kansas City. 
oh, we need to get him on the show sometime now, and you guys can just have it out. <laughs> no, I'm I'm okay with that. Like I, I, I don't I don't need everybody to like me. I, my own family doesn't like me most times, so I'm I'm very used to it. Oh but I will say, going into this week, um, what's really pissing me off right now is the way that Bruce Arena just decided not to answer questions about Gerard and Dos Santos. Ah. Um, it just sometimes this league. You don't want to be seen as a minor league on the global stage, but you do some minor league things. And one of those is letting a coach like that just be like, yeah, nope, I'm not giving you guys any information. Like there's a pool of people that come around that just want the information. They're not like, I mean, let's say that you know they're going to play. Is it really that huge of an advantage for the other team to know that Dos Santos and Gerard are going to play? I just you got fans out there who want the information. Every other league out there is really pretty good about giving full disclosure injury reports. Because and here's the thing, like when Diaz didn't play because he played so much in the US Open Cup game and we can't have players playing two games a week. <clears throat> okay, that's a minor league position first of all. And then secondly, people want an incentive to watch. So if we, I mean, maybe that's maybe that's a sign that they're not going to play. Maybe he's trying to save the league some faith. It's like, yeah, they're not really ready to play. But go ahead and tune in anyway. Maybe they will be playing or something. I don't know. But we want to see the best talent. I know when that best talent is coming back. That's at a bar minimum. That should be the first thing you communicate to your fans and to your your base that gives you money. Is currently in America going to play this weekend? That shouldn't be a nope question. I mean, that nowhere else in the world is that even remotely tolerated. I mean, lie to us if that's what it takes. You can lie and say, yeah, right now they're 80% to play. And then when it comes back, you'd be like, you know what? That 20% won out. They're not ready to play. But you got to say something. You can't just sit there with your big lips and be like, nope, nope, not, not. I don't know. I mean, somebody deserves a smack for that one. It's a minor league move. I love that image in my head now. Of that. Just, nope. Nope. I love it. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, very nice. Okay, well, let's move on now. Those are some nice rants, guys. I look forward to hearing back from Twitter and, and Reddit for, for their feedback for those things, especially about your assignment if, if, we, if we get any kind of just thumb-wagging, finger-wagging toward, towards you for your, your hipster rant. Late sleepers unite. Thank- the rest of you go back and sleep more. <laughs> <laughs> So housekeeping, as you've probably catched on by now, catched on, that's not even a word, as you've probably caught on by now, uh, we do have a double game week coming up. Again, the teams, there are four of them who are playing. We have LA, New York Red Bulls, Philadelphia, and Real Salt Lake. So uh, what kind of combination do you guys think is a good mix of single to double game week players for this round? Sorry, one more question. What was the question one more time? Uh, we talked a little bit last week about a good mix of single and double game week players. So for this round, what what do you think that ratio should be? Guy, what do you think, man? You know, really, given this crop of teams, I mean, you got Philadelphia, who just like we did with Colorado, we kind of dismissed them out of hand um, based on past reputation, but they're still in first place. They are doing something right, and especially when they're at home. Um, the Red Bulls are playing great ball. LA when healthy is, is a great team. Let's not, I mean, they're, they're three big players are really truly good fantasy players. 
And RSL is not bad. They're in the playoff spots too. So I think loading up on a good amount of double game week players this week and then carrying them on throughout the rest of the single game weeks, it's not a bad idea. So even if you went up as high as, I don't know, seven or eight, I think that's okay. I don't think that you can really overextend yourself on this week because before you know it, it's when I mean, we have a couple double game week teams next week and then it's, it's pretty much single game weeks for the remainder of the uh, the summer there. So I don't I don't think you really have to you don't have to really hedge your bets this week. Yeah, I totally agree with Guy. I think you pick up as many as you can, um, which has been made a little bit difficult, especially if you were planning on a lot of guys like Dos Santos or Sapong who who may be injured. Um, but these are good teams. I think, with the exception of Philadelphia, you might want to be a bit careful because they've. Um, they don't have Noguera anymore, who's a big big part of their offense in terms of the passing and the possession and the buildup. And so I'm not sure that Philly is so appetizing, especially if Sapong is out too. That means two of their biggest players they don't even have anymore. So maybe Philly is a little bit sketch on the offensive end, but I think you load up on as many guys as you can get from those other teams. You know, double game week players, whatever it is, they score one and a half times more, or whatever the number is. Then single game week players, so if you can have more, get them. Um, seems seems pretty straightforward, you know. Well, since we're talking about the injuries already, let's just go ahead to the the little update that we've received from at MLS Injury News, uh, courtesy of our friend Mike Dad. So uh, as you guys have already mentioned, Gerard and Giovanni Dos Santos have some injuries. Uh, Gerard supposedly injured himself during training a couple weeks ago. Uh, no, no clue, as this guy was saying, about his status, nor for Dos Santos since he's still kind of nursing a quad injury. Uh, neither one was in the 18 the past week, so no clue. There is a bit of an update on Sapong. Curtin has said that he was able to cut well in practice after his ankle injury, so that that seems maybe it's possible he might get some playing time during this double game. But as we all know that even if he's healthy, maybe he's going to get 45, maybe he's going to get 20 in one game and then maybe a 70 or, or maybe a 90 if you're lucky in the next game. So, but he, he could feature if that's something you feel that he's good enough to run with. Uh, Piotti could be returning anytime. He's got that hand injury from, from surgery. So who, who knows when that's going to come on? I guess whenever a cast is going to be good enough to protect him. I don't know. Higuain is still out, going to be out a long time, so don't expect him back anytime soon. Uh, Kaká still weird with his his injury suffered when he was with the Brazil team, so just keep an eye on him. No words yet. Mustavar did play in Sporting Kansas City's match, so that's that's something nice that we don't always get with our injury reports. Uh, Quello is back in training after the last week, so no word on availability yet, but he is starting to train, so that could be good for one of the best defenders we have so far, both fantasy-wise and, I think, uh, just playing straight-up MLS soccer-wise. And then Marco Papa has returned as well, and he scored a goal for Colorado. So that is very good news if you're looking for uh, some more Colorado coverage, uh, especially with Jones gone right now. And then others to keep in mind that these aren't really – these are not injury-related, but they could affect their availability – Kai Kamara had a, a, a racial tweet following the NBA Finals, so there could be a suspension coming from that uh, that that might impact his playtime. And then Adi uh, tweeted a suggestion that he's uh, entertaining offers to leave Portland. So maybe maybe Guy could mention that, but that could affect his playtime as well. 
Yeah. Did you guys see that Kai Kamara tweet? I did uh, not. I, mean, I heard about it, but I didn't actually see it. I mean, come on, man. It was it was pretty funny. Like team light skin versus team dark skin. I mean, he was basically, you know, poking fun at the Warriors being team light skin. But I, I don't think it's really the league's place to filter him quite that far. It wasn't like he was going out of his way to like discriminate against somebody else's race. He was just kind of making an inside joke that's all over World Star anyway. Anytime you open up a vine or or you know something like that, it's it's a pretty common joke. I mean, they need to leave him alone. He's he's got it hard enough as it is living up in Boston being <laughs> uh team dark skin. So that's that's hard enough as it is. That's why I say to maybe if he doesn't show up, then that might be part of why it is. But just other things to keep an eye on. Yeah, I don't think yeah. Kai, I don't think Kai Kamara is getting suspended. To be real, like <laughs> he's not getting suspended games because he said something that might offend some people. It's his Twitter. MLS is not going to suspend him. Why do you have? Know, why man. do you have They've Kai Kamara? Things. Why do you have Kai Kamara on your fantasy team anyway? Stop worrying about it. I think, I think that's the better question right there. Yeah. Go to Olaf going with the Kamara, right? I, I, yeah, I will say now. Now it's cool not to like Kai Kamara anymore. But <laughs> once upon a oh, once shut upon up, a guy. time, I was the lone guy holding that flag. Like he's really not that that good. Oh, he's he like a is really good. Blast. Let's just stop. I'm not going to get into a rant. Uh, another rant on this. Let's go to the questions. What are the questions? Mo- moving on. Moving on. Uh, I do have an update for everyone who is, uh, of course, members of Patreon. But in general, we now have MLS Fantasy Insider stickers. And uh, Patreon members will get the first dibs of those who have met the the different levels of, of donations to us, which we always appreciate. Uh, once that's taken care of, we may make those available to uh, our general listening audience. So I'll, I'll try to send out a tweet again with what those stickers look like if you haven't already seen them. But they're pretty nice little little stickers, about three by three die cut, uh, courtesy of Sticker Mule. So check those guys out. Appreciate it so much. Uh, and as I already mentioned, uh, we do have our Patreon website where if you want to donate to the ongoing efforts to support and provide and produce the MLS Fantasy Insider podcast, we would definitely appreciate it. Uh, you can get stickers now. I'm working on getting the the pint glasses with the logo on them as well. So we're hoping that that's the next the next goal. But eventually we're hoping to be able to have some prizes for our league and our own dedicated web space for MLS Fantasy Insider Podcast. Uh, our expenses aren't that much, so we don't ask for a whole lot, but anything you can give us goes right back into the show, right back into our fans to try to make this as, as helpful and entertaining and fun that we can for you. And that's at patreon.com slash MLSFI. So Simon might not love you if you don't want to donate, but I still will be everyone who does listen to our show. Thank you so much. I appreciate you if you listen. I just I, I don't love you unless you donate. Sorry. My love has a price. <laughs> and it's at least a dollar. It's at least a dollar. Uh, and one last quick plug before we move on to some of our discussions. Uh, some of you may have seen the uh, fantasy midseason MVP voting that was going on. We're going to talk more about that at the end of this show in our community time. Uh, especially, I just wanted to mention right now that our, our favorite Axel over at Colorado that and retweeted the image because he made the team. So to hear everybody else and some more about that awesome retweet that we got, uh, stay tuned after our discussion for the community time. But now on to our discussion and our player picks. So 
first, guys, we had a, a nice question I wanted to to cover just to get us eased into all of this this double game week and, and just general player thought. So for many players for the fast, past few weeks, uh, it's just been a dumpster fire. Low scores, random players not starting, unreported injuries, and as a result, people's ranks are just in, are in a free fall. What do you recommend that players can do to try to get their footing again, and especially heading into these last few rounds before a wild card? Uh, and then personally, have any of these, as a guy, as you like to say, dumpster fires, changed your thinking and strategies that you have toward the game? Okay, I'm going to start by dissecting the question a little bit. People's ranks are in free fall. Okay. By definition, they can't be in free fall because the game, when one person goes down, another person goes up. So people's ranks are in free fall. Stop panicking. That said, um, maybe pick up players who are a little bit less likely to get injuries. This is my my, my favorite strategy, okay? Um, if your team is full of guys like Gerard who are super old and might have injuries at random times, you're asking for your players to get some injuries. So that's that's my strategy. I don't think you let these these dumpster fire rounds change your strategies unless it's saying, hmm, this player, you know, is a little bit prone to injuries. Maybe I should take that into consideration and have a backup ready. Um, but no, I don't think the last rounds have been a dumpster fire at all other than this last one, which was like that for everybody. So you don't really have to worry about it because all you have to worry about is how well you're doing compared to everyone else. Right, it's not this thing where you're trying to meet a magical score. You're trying to beat the other people. So, and and for you, that answer is better than everyone else. Look, that's all I'm saying, fam. It ain't been that dumpster fiery for me. What about you, guy? Uh, I mean, he is the best player in the league, so there's not much you can say against him. I I uh, I don't agree that I'm the best player for what it's worth. I'm. I'm doing well right now. I know better fantasy players. Well, they're not doing as well, though. Number one is number one, man. But I will say that it's been tough. I mean, what was the, the high score this round was like? I mean, the average score was like 39. Yeah, the low. highest not, was, was 83. Yeah, so it's not great. But here's the thing. like Everybody gets so jacked up for double game weeks and massive double game weeks and I've always been a huge detractor of just the policy of having so many games congested in a schedule because that's what it, it, it just breeds an excuse for managers to rotate their players because they don't trust their players to play, you know, 180 minutes in, in a week. I mean, it, some other leagues you look at, if you look at like England's model, a lot of their players are playing in those cups. You look at Mexico's model – when they're playing their league cup, none of their starters hardly play. It's always like the B team. And then you have us, we have this weird mix of, we don't know, really know how any team is going to ration out player minutes, but we all know that coaches are deathly afraid of too many minutes and too much running. Like I, once this kind of settles into a single game week, when you're just picking a player based on pure merit for the situation and you're not picking out players based on double game weeks and, and at added potential, if you're paying attention, you'll do better once this goes in a normal schedule. That's how I look at it. Pretty good. I, I think it's it's uh, no real need for a strategy change depending on what your strategy has been um, because, it, what, like Guy was saying, with these single game weeks coming up, if, if you look at some of the numbers with 
points per game and points per 90, things like that. I think that's going to start to normalize more over these coming rounds. The double game weeks have definitely thrown things for a loop and just the crazy hashtag because MLS situations that, that come up. So uh, don't, don't panic. I think sort of focus back on the stats. What's, what's driving these players point production. What are the, the good floors of like Gerard when he's playing or Alonzo when he's surprisingly doing well, even though Seattle is not those, those are things to keep an eye on going forward and this upcoming wild card in the next few rounds is definitely a good time to just reset completely but so moving on we're going to jump down to our player picks now no questions about keepers and defenders that, that doesn't really happen uh so guy who do you like for keepers um i mean i think my number one keeper going to this round had to be blake um and then rosenberry or any other serviceable defender from uh from philly i think philly they're at 5-0 and 2 at home Chicago is 0-4-2 on the road. Vancouver's not much better. It's pretty lopsided matchup. I think you go with the double home team this week. Um, I agree with Guy. I think Blake is probably the best keeper to have um, if, you, if you're just picking one up. And Rosenberry for a defender, but I'll add an additional defender, even though they got two away games. I like Colin um, from New York Red Bulls. They famously have not allowed a goal in something like nine hours i mean you know when the street gets to that point you're just begging for a goal to be um scored but seems like a good defender they do really well with him in the lineup i'd take colin very nice so let's just jump the midfielders in not much uh quick yes or no from you guys for this next question is it worth transferring out a stud with a good single home match uh, I mean, someone like a Valeri or a Diaz for a non-must-own double game week attacker. Um, so not people like Question or Plata or people like that. Um, no. no. All right. Easy right there. No. Yeah. Nah. And then I plug this real quickly. Um, and feel free to work this into your picks, guys. We'll, we'll go right into there so you can kick that that one off, guy. Um, Diaz, you had mentioned that he was being rested because some of those open cut minutes – is, is he a rotation risk now? Is he no longer a guy you have faith in and want to be on your team? Does he make your midfielder picks cut? Oh, yeah, he makes the cut. I mean, I, I think that was pretty much just a one-off because they played a cup and they thought they could easily win that game, and they, they didn't. So, <laughs> right. so pro yeah, referees yeah. won the day. Let's uh, put it that way. Don't don't uh, drop Diaz. That's a bad idea. It's a really bad idea. They have a home match against RSL, who will be on their second game. Um, he's not actually a rotation risk. Just because it happened once doesn't make him a rotation risk. No, your money can't be better spent elsewhere. Diaz is a really, really solid like top two midfielder in fantasy. He and Valeri are like pretty far and away the best players when they're healthy, so... Please don't drop him, or do actually, because then I'll gain some points on you. <laughs> hey, now none of that. Who are your picks, Simon? Uh, my picks are in the, in order: Question, Pontius, and then after that, Javier Morales. And you know, I was thinking about other ones, but the problem is, I'm not sure that I have any. I wanted to come up with a fourth, but I like Question, Pontius, and Javier Morales, and I don't think i'll have any other double game week midfielders um but i guess sure we'll list diaz as a pick too because i just talked about how great he is <laughs> guy yeah i'm going uh question 
probably Pontius out of that group. And then I got uh, McNamara for his double game week next week, and I still have Diaz and Valeri myself. Solid. Very nice. I know uh, actually it was Jay who was a little down on, on Javier, which is sort of strange for him just because he's not sure about his his PK and uh, set piece involvement anymore. But uh, it is definitely a nice differential pick, I, I must say. So moving on to our forwards. You talked about Gerard and and Dos Santos already. Uh, injury concerns, they're, they're better, safer options to bring in. That's that's what we're looking at now for your picks, guys. Um, so if people are going to have Dos Santos, people are going to have midfielders, who are ideal replacements, and these are your picks, for people like Dos Santos? Oof. I mean, I there's nobody really like him, but I mean, I still think, you know, BWP is a good pickup this week. I'm going to roll with him. And I got Via for next week. And the real problem is with RSL, they have three starting forwards, you know, fantasy-wise. Um, whether you pick Burrito, Plata, or Mosvivian, or whatever the hell his name is. Um, I, I prefer Plata myself. I think he's a little bit more dynamic. So it's, it's a tough call. But, yeah, I'll be going without Dos Santos unless I get a really clear signal from some L.A. reporter that he'll be in the game. Yeah, I'm I'm in totally total agreement. Um, I right now have Dos Santos and Sapong on my team. They will both get transferred out if they if they aren't healthy. For um, some guys like here are my picks: Plata, Bradley Wright Phillips, and what is the third guy's name? Who I have in my head, but I've forgotten what his name is. Plata, Bradley Wright Phillips, and that dude from that team. Can you be more specific? Which team? I'm I'm having a hard time with this one. I'm just going with Plata and Bradley Wright Phillips. And, yeah, I don't think you need the other ones. Think about it later, bring it up. So BWP seems like a very nice uh, Dos Santos replacement if you don't already have him. Yeah, and if you want um, a guy for, what is it, next week, David Villa, always a pick for me. Because he's awesome yeah. if he plays on the turf in Seattle. I don't uh, until I am hedging my bet, though. I mean, I, I don't think – I mean, New York's going to struggle because they're not a great road team statistically. Uh, uh, what is their – I mean, they're 1-5-1 and one on the road against a couple of really solid home teams. So I, I, I'm going to have BWP in question just because the form they're in is great, but I'm not going to captain either one because on the road they are a slightly different beast. So I have to ask, should have asked it during our last section, but you guys didn't mention Grella. Just is he going to make the cut, or do you guys think that was just a fluke? Um, you know, I love Grella. He's a – what is the word? Uh, you, you know what you're going to get with Grella, which is most of the time you're going to get pretty low production, and then sometimes you're going to get a goal or you're going to get two goals or sometimes maybe even three, but – He's just too inconsistent for my taste, and I don't think that you you should have him instead of, like, BWP. If you have an extra transfer and you want to get a low-budget guy, I think Grella can be a decent pickup for you, but it's very much not a super safe option. Fair enough. So yeah, not, not a captain. No, I, I wouldn't captain him. The, his ceiling, his ceiling well, who, who is lower. Who are you guys looking at for your captain this round, guy? Oh, man. I mean, I really want a captain. 
either Pontius or Sapong. Um, the good news is, is that the Philly game will kick off first, so you'll know right away if Sapong's going to be in your starting lineup. Um, but against who they're playing this week with a double home fixture, I, I'm leaning heavily toward a Philly player. Something in the Philly attacking uh, sphere there. Hmm. Um, I am kind of torn between Pontius and Question. If Pontius, the problem is he doesn't always play 90 minutes, but I think that his schedule is really good. I also don't really trust Philly, like I said right now, but I think we're going to call my captain pick Question because even on the road, I really trust him and he takes penalties and a lot of set pieces. And so I think when you're in a position where you're like, I don't really know who to get, might as well get a guy that can just randomly pick up five points from a penalty. So maybe you wouldn't call New York Red Bulls fixture-proof, but maybe Kleschen is fixture-proof? Um, I don't think Kleschen is fixture-proof is maybe not the right term, but I do think that you know he's going to be well-rested. He got subbed off early. I think that you look at most of his scores, he, he's a pretty safe bet to earn you a floor of maybe 10 or 11 points on a double game week. So I think that's always a pretty solid option when maybe definitely. other other floors are a little bit lower. Yeah, definitely. Well, we will add all these to our chalkboard pick and maybe get some more of uh, the picks from Jay or Andrew or Travis uh, before we get this posted in a couple of days. So we'll put those there. Uh, but now we're going to go on to our community time. And we're going to start, as I mentioned, with the r slash fantasy MLS MVP voting. So to give you guys just a rundown, if you have not seen it yet, uh, everyone who voted, top percentages are on MLSFantasyBoss.com if you want to check out the top 10 for each position. But Blake came in as the keeper with a three-man back line of Axel, Quello and Rosenberry. Four-man midfield, Valeri, Piotti, Kleschen, Diaz. And then a three-man forward lineup of Plata, Javinko, and Villa. You may think that sounds crazy. Add it all up. It is 103.03 million using current pricing. And if you add in just the cheapest players you can to fill in the rest of your team, I believe it was around 124 million or so for uh, the actual cost of fielding this team, which I think is pretty doable for most people right now. Yeah. These are all the guys that should be on this list for fantasy MVPs. It's a hard list to argue with. Kind of is, yeah. Um, I mean, maybe I could see some some discussion about Piotti or Plata just talking about some other options that happen, but I don't know if there's, uh, especially with with plata there's some consistency issues with not against him but the new the other forwards you mentioned with with burrito and mosivian there there's some other guys that i think are inching up there that they're cheaper that maybe you could make some arguments for uh piotti we've seen that back and forth with drogba from time to time but i i can't think of another fourth midfielder that i would just be like oh yeah throw him in, in place of piotti in any day of the week so that's that's a tight it's a tight setup no, I agree. I think that's a really good all-star team of, of people. And I think it's interesting. I'm looking at how many of those players that I've owned, and I haven't actually owned all of them. I, I've never owned Plata, and I've never owned Piotti the whole season. And actually, I don't think I've owned Blake either. Interesting. I have to say, big 
big shout out to older goaler for putting this together for us to have that over the Copa America break. And just as a nice feather in his hat, uh, Axel actually tweeted this out. He, he somehow got a hold of the image that we put together, mentioned that he made the fantasy MVP list and he's trying to get people rallied together to help him make the MLS all-star game list. So you can vote in that MLS all-star game until July 4th. So if you like Axel, go out there, vote for Hoberry or however it is pronounced at this time of the week. Uh, and let's try to get him on to do the all-star team. I think that would be awesome to have him there with, with a nice fantasy backing. Hey, I'd be good with that. Yeah, absolutely. Piece, yeah. The second piece of exciting news I want to touch on at community time <clears throat> is the R slash fantasy MLS top scorer this week. I don't know who the manager is because the person didn't put their name, but Fremont trolls FC got 83 points, which happened to be the highest score of the round. So congrats, R slash fantasy MLS league, top score overall in the entire game. Well done, whoever you are. Hey, shout outs to whoever you are. <laughs> and as always, we have our MLS Fantasy Insider Head to Head League. Super bummed this round because this was the week. This was the week to take down Fantasy 24 7. And they went against our taco, my buddy Steve. And he only lost by three points. So close. They only got 41 points. He got 38. Such a tight. There were so many more of us that could have beaten them this round, including myself and Simon. Uh, but Simon, you and Guy had a head-to-head this week. How'd that turn out? Get wrecked, Guy. Yeah, no, I, I took a negative four and I lost by four. So there's Simon. Simon was saying, I don't take negative fours. And I took a negative four and uh, I lost the number one team in the land. So I, I'm not too upset about that. Hey, you know what else I don't do? Remember to make my free transfers. Otherwise, I might have taken a minus four. (laughs) (laughs) You've got three trades for the next round. So uh, the other leagues, we had Andrew versus Older Goaler, and Andrew won by three points. Travis and I went head-to-head, and I actually came out on top. I got a green arrow this round with the fantasy MLS Fantasy Insider head-to-head. So, like, all right, I am am no longer in that bottom two spot. So Travis and I have been struggling this season. That is no, no secret. Uh, Ivan went up against Mike that Tiger and squeaked out a victory for fantasy football first by two points. Uh, fantasy football 24-7 continues their winning streak against my buddy Steve. And then Ben Bear went up against Jason, and Jason came out by one point. Well done. Well done, Jason. Uh, next team, the matches are just as interesting. I will be taking on Andrew, so we'll see if his stats can just... Continue to pound my poor luck. Older Goaler is going against Simon, so be sure you get your trades this week, Simon, and see how that works out. Guy, we're depending on you to beat Ben Bear. That's that's always fun to, to beat the mothership. Jason is taking on my buddy Steve, so congrats. There's a, there's a child um, present for you right there, a victory in fantasy. Uh, and then we have a big head-to-head fantasy football 24-7 versus Ivan from fantasy football first. Two big European tip sites going head-to-head. That should be fun. Go to Twitter. I expect there to be some GIF snap, smash talk this time. So I can't try to get this through so you can head out, Simon. I'm just tripping over myself here. Hey, uh, and then finally, good. Mike, that tiger is going up against Travis. And uh, that's all I have unless you guys have some other league information you want to talk about. Um, I don't have any other than, hey, can, just a plug. Congrats to all my senior students. 
at Nathan Hale High School graduating. This is why I'm kind of rushing off today. I got to go to their graduation here, which starts in some amount of minutes. So congratulations. I don't think any of them listened to this, but if they did, they might be better at fantasy soccer. That's true. That's very true. Guy, any plugs for you? No, sir. Not today. I just have my usual plugs. Be sure to head over to MLSFantasyBoss.com to check out the articles and charts that are going to be coming out this round. Uh, The games do start on Wednesday, so be sure to get all of your trades in before everything locks up. Uh, Also, head over to r slash MLS. Check out the MVP image that we have there. Give Older Goaler some upvotes. Give him some likes on Twitter. Should be very fun. He did a a lot of good work for us. And go ahead and, as we already mentioned, vote for Axel Hoberry for MVP. VP team, all-star team for MLS when that comes up. And that's all that I have. And as always, good luck. All right. I am I am no longer in that bottom two spot. So Travis, Travis and I have been struggling this season. That is no no secret. Uh, Ivan went up against Mike that Tiger and squeaked out a victory for fantasy football first by two points. Uh, fantasy football 24-7 continues their winning streak against my buddy Steve. And then Ben Bear went up against Jason, and Jason came out by one point. Well done. Well done, Jason. Uh, next team, the matches are just as interesting. I will be taking on Andrew, so we'll see if his stats can just continue to pound my poor luck. Older Goaler is going against Simon, so be sure you get your trades this week, Simon, and see how that works out. Guy, we're depending on you to beat Ben Bear. That's that's always fun to, to beat the mothership. Jason is taking on my buddy Steve, so congrats. There's a there's a child um, present for you right there, a victory in fantasy. Uh, and then we have a big head-to-head fantasy football 24-7 versus Ivan from Fantasy Football First. Two big European tip sites going head-to-head. That should be fun. Go to Twitter. I expect there to be some GIF snap, smash talk this time so i can't try to get this through so you can head out simon i'm just tripping over myself here hey uh, and finally good. mike that tiger is going up against travis and uh that's all i have unless you guys have some other league information you want to talk about um i don't have any other than hey can just a plug congrats to all my senior students at nathan Aww. hale high school graduating this is why i'm kind of rushing off today i got to go to their graduation here which starts in some amount of minutes so congratulations. I don't think any of them listened to this, but if they did, they might be better at fantasy soccer. That's true. That's very true. Guy, any plugs for you? No, sir. Not today. I just have my usual plugs. Be sure to he- head over to MLSFantasyBoss.com to check out the articles and charts that are going to be coming out this round. Uh, the games do start on Wednesday, so be sure to get all of your trades in before everything locks up. Uh, also, head over to r slash MLS. Check out the MVP image that we have there give older goaler some upvotes give him some likes on twitter should be very fun he did a a lot of good work for us and go ahead and as we already mentioned vote for axel hoberry for mvp team all-star team for mls when that comes up and that's all that i have and as always good luck